Welcome to Yeah Aha uh-huh with Lisa and Phil and our frequent flyer co-host Aaron. Boy, his arms must be tired. Hi, Aaron. Hello. This week we're talking to Jen Ash, a recording artist born in Lebanon, raised in France. Um, she's got a nice bluesy, jazzy feel to her music with a little bit of sauce thrown in there occasionally of the uh, tracks that I was able to listen to. Um, and uh, she's got a really nice, pretty voice. Yeah. Jen, welcome. Thank you. Welcome. I'm happy to be here today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good to We're have glad you. Glad to have you. Thank um, you. The name of the album is Crush on You, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Also the name of the, the single, the, the single that's currently out. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Michael from MTS Management, sometimes he'll send us uh, some artists and we'll listen to them. And, you know, if we like it, you know. We like the artists. We'll have, we'll ask him to see if they'll come on. And that was the case with you. You know, we really enjoyed um, what we heard and requested to have you on. So I'm delighted that you accepted. Thank he's you. A, he's sure. a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, how does that work? I mean, does he do an interview with you? Does he? No, uh, I should be in my music. Um, and then he, he liked it. So. That's how we got in contact. Doesn't get any better than that, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you're from Lebanon. Mm-hmm. You were born in Lebanon, right? Mm-hmm. Now, um, how long did it, how old were you when you moved to France? I was three when I moved to France because Lebanon was a little crazy. Uh, it still is today. So we moved to Paris when I was three. So you didn't have a major culture shock, I'm guessing. No, and Lebanon, everybody speaks French, kind of. So I was, like, raised in France. I was wondering about mm-hmm. what part of France. I was going to say we're from Bay- Bayou, France, or, you know, we're from the, you know, the, <laughs> the, you know, but, you know, Paris is, like, a super-sized city. It's, like, mm-hmm. you know, New York or something. It's, like, you yeah. know, very. Well, we did three years in, in Paris, then it was a little crazy, like New York with like two kids. I had, it was my sister and I. So, uh, my mom moved to South of France with us and it was like a little better to have like the schools and everything less, less craziness in South of France. Right. I took French in school. I know Aaron remembers that. All the other kids adapted their name after, you know, adapted their real name. Mm-hmm. But I went with Francois. <laughs> <laughs> You were also Antoine. Antoine, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They sounded better to me than like Philippe, you know. Philippe Mm -hmm. was westernized to me because that's what they, when I was a kid, that's up at the Cobra Club. That's what all the adults would, hey, Philippe, go get a Mm -hmm. beer for me, you know. Yeah. (laughs) That makes sense then. Yeah. I was trying to be more cosmopolitan. Just realized the tag's still on. (laughs) Excuse me. That's how new the wig is. (laughs) I think I can still count in French. Yeah. The seven. Yeah. Okay. Can't get um, ten. I can get. Un, deux, trois, quatre, cinq, six, sept, huit, nous, deep. Neuf. Neuf. Yeah. Neuf. See? Mm-hmm. You got it. I took French too. Right up there. Uh, three I years did. of high school. So I can pretty much call you a cow and tell you I took three years of, uh, uh, what is it? Three years of French. Yeah, but yeah. don't do oh, that. That's why. And I can sing the uh, the Alouette song. Oh, great! Alouette, j'étais Alouette. Yeah, my uh, my it? French teacher once lamented, um, Lisa, and and I I did his accent very well. He said, <laughs> "Your French accent is wonderful. It would be nice if you knew what you were saying." <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, it probably would be." Yeah, it, it's hard. It's a hard language. Mm-hmm. Even my French classes, I was like, wow. It, it was- and when, what, you know, I mean, the whole European, everybody speaks other languages thing. I personally feel that it's not so much an American conceit that we don't learn other languages necessarily. I think it's the fact that you guys can literally drive to a foreign country in a few hours. Yeah. That's, okay. That's- yeah. So can I. We can't. Not unless you live in certain parts of the country. Well, Aaron made a good And point. those parts of the country do speak multiple languages more than than we do. 
Aaron can can mm-hmm. find himself what? down in Mexico fairly uh-huh. fairly easily. Well, yeah. yeah, and and that's what I'm saying though. Aaron didn't grow up in California; he grew up here. Yeah. But had he grown up in California, who knows? Maybe he would speak Spanish. I learn Spanish every week on my yes. Friday night hikes. They teach me a new word or two. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, are you? Uh, are you? Would you be able to go down to uh, Mexico and and speak and get your get things and you know? Um, only if those things are some of the words that they've taught me. Right. So, yeah. Right. So not exactly conversational, more like restroom. I could, I could insult someone's mother as well. Yeah. Ah, yes. I can tell you how to lick your um, uh, posterior you in that. German. Yeah, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, My dad's yeah, girlfriend that, taught us German curse words. I know that Palos Verdes is green sticks. Mm-hmm. So how many languages do you speak? Yeah. Um, Sorry. Well, no, you could. I speak a lot of Spanish because... Uh, I learned at school and Spain was so close. But the thing is, like when I moved here, the Spanish from Spain is way different from the Spanish from Mexico. So mm-hmm. I had to adapt. So I can have a little conversation, but um, I need to get back to it. So I speak French, English, a little Spanish. And um, I refuse it to speak Lebanese uh, with my mom. And now I totally regret it. Uh-huh. Uh, but I'm sure I can get back to it because I heard it so many times. So. We'll see if I get yeah, time have, to do that. We have a sometime co-host who was also born in Lebanon. Oh, nice. Um, she does, I think, still speak Lebanese, mm-hmm. with, at least with her family. I know when she gets a phone call, I can't understand the words she's saying. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to mention Tango later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we yeah. should have included her. Yeah, yeah. we should have. Mm-hmm. You know, came together so fast, but yeah. Tango's awesome. Plus, she works more evenings and other hours. So I wonder, mm-hmm. one thing that grabbed me about your bio was that mm-hmm. you played basketball professionally. Yeah, I started, I was, I was 10 and uh, everybody told me that I was so bad that I couldn't play basketball and professional. And uh, what happened is like when people tell me you can't do it, I actually do it just to prove them wrong. So I ended up playing professional. And it was great. It teach me a lot. It's um, it educates you so much about how to like um, have respect for other and hard work. And uh, it was great. I had fun. And yeah, was that I don't in miss France it. Now, or... Yeah, it was in France. Yeah, nice. It was fun, but you know, like they don't pay women sports as much as they pay mm-hmm. men's sports. Yeah. So yeah. no, you know, not at all. Did, was it? Uh... Like, for instance, everybody has been familiar with Brittany Griner. Is it like one of those yeah. leagues? Was it the International Pro League? or? Well, it's pro leagues. The thing in France is, like, there's professional leagues and there's different levels. Um, so you don't have to play the big league to to be a, uh, considered professional. So there's three professional leagues that you can play to. So it's the first division, second, and third. And then there's other division that you can make money playing. So that's good. Yeah. We have something like that with baseball. I don't know how it works with, uh, with foot or with basketball here in America. Yeah. There's there's different levels. Yeah. Yeah. It's only. Mm -hmm. So do you find yourself going to uh, WNBA games? I mean, you enjoy the games as a fan? Um, uh, Always like, I enjoy watching basketball, but not as much as I enjoyed playing. So, um, not, not really. I'll go like once in a while, but not, not in a regular basics. Yeah. We, we, we get a lot of sports guests on, you know, we had, uh, Ann Montgomery on recently. She was a former ESPN uh, host and um, yeah, one of the first female sports anchors ever. Right. Mm-hmm. She's very much about yeah. female empowerment and, and you know, mm-hmm. women getting into positions in sports, the official games, you know, and the broadcast games. So I was going to, I was going mm-hmm. to, uh, point her. She was to this a time. longtime football referee too, right? For, mm-hmm. yeah. For high yeah. school football, was it? Yeah. Well, she did that for a while. I'm not sure she's still doing that. Did, I can't she did it for like 30 years. She just stopped yeah, recently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's done lots of things. Plus, uh, one of the reasons why she was on is uh, we noticed she had written some books. 
So we read those books. <laughs> but um, when did you come to uh, L.A.? When did, you know, what year? Uh, 2015, in October uh, 2015. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. <laughs> I got there alone with my bag and I was like, wow, what am I doing here? Mm -hmm. I, was, I was freaking out when I arrived. Um, but then, you know, you, you get used to it. You make friends. Mm -hmm. And then... Where did you where did you stay when you first arrived in LA? Um, so my friend uh, was dating this girl in Thailand, and she was living in LA. So she rented me a room uh, in Mid City, and uh, she was from Canada, so she was speaking French. So it was easier for me to to come here and have someone speaking French in case my English wasn't good enough. So mm -hmm. she was cool. very helpful. It was it was great. Nice. Mid-city, yeah. huh? That must have been interesting. Yeah, but the thing is, like, you arrive, and then I, I didn't have the phone. My phone wasn't working, and I was like, I didn't know where I was, and I was like, what if I'm in a bad area? Like, I don't have a car. I don't have, I have nothing, no phone, no nothing. So I was a little scared to be, like, in yeah. the area, especially right. for a woman alone. You're like, ugh, where am I? You know? Yes. Yeah. I almost ran into a couple. We, we, we went and visited Aaron. A year ago, almost to the to the day, mm -hmm. I almost ran into a couple of tussles out there inadvertently, just out in you know suburbs. <laughs> or yeah, we weren't somewhere. even. Yeah, we weren't even in L.A. We were just, you know, I mean, like Hollywood or anything. Yeah. We were just out in well, Thousand Oaks. No, we were at uh, we were by Dodger Stadium the one time. The one oh, time, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was Lisa's fault though. That one. Hey, <laughs> she asked for it. She, she shouldn't have looked that good in them pants. She complimented the wrong woman, and she took it the wrong way, and then, then she ducked out of the way, and then I was there to well, be held no, accountable. Well, no, to be fair, I was on the way to the restroom, and I did not know the woman was not American. Yeah. Okay. She didn't. You know. She didn't understand. So your she overtures. didn't understand what I said. Yeah. And what I said was that those pants look really nice on her. They did. That's literally what they she looked said. really good. And then she disappeared, and then this woman started. And I went me. into the bathroom, and the woman's staring uh, at Philip. Said something about how your booty looks great in those pants. Yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. She thought that we were making. She's some... like, "What the hell?" <laughs> okay, when we are out and about, I use a wheelchair because I have some health issues and I tend to fall. So. I'm kind of right there at booty height. <laughs> so it's hard not to notice when there's a really nice badonkadonk right there. And I've taken to complimenting people because I used to kind of, I would be the person who my friends would be like, Lisa, would you tell them there's something wrong with the pizza? Uh, would you tell them my steak isn't right? You know, I would be that person in my group. So I, I got tired of being the negative Nelly. So I just decided to start complimenting at least one person a day. Right. That one did not go so well. Well, you're in Cincinnati. It, it works. Yeah, it works fine in you Cincinnati. Know, like, oh, well, thank you very much. You know, but it's but, like in but LA. We don't have a whole lot of, you know, we yeah. don't generally run into uh, people who don't speak English very well in our parks. Yeah. So, well, you know. That probably maybe that happened to you a little bit when you in 2015, you know, when it, just the social differences between France mm -hmm. and Los Angeles. I mean, it had to be culture shock to some extent, you know. Yeah. Um, people were mean. I mean, it was weird because I knew I had the right words, but my pronunciation wasn't like great, so uh, they wouldn't make an effort to. Um, understand me even if I was saying the word like four or five times so uh that was the hard part then I got used to it pretty fast and trying to learn the right way to pronounce words even today I have a hard time sometimes but um but now I, I like my accent and I just own it and make it easier uh yeah. but um no the culture I really like the culture because because I used to come for a basketball camp uh when I was playing and I always wanted to come to the U.S. and I always loved it, so I asked for it. So yeah. it was, it was, yeah. kind of drew you here. Then that's, that's and then awesome. that's one of the differences between the coast and the the Midwest. Mm -hmm. In the Midwest, we're uh, we we'd be like nicer about it. Yeah, 
that's just the way it is. I mean, but you have to consider you're in this big city. Everybody's in competition out there, whereas the Midwest is more family. Right. Families. It'd be a lot nicer, but to, you would get you know, nowhere with competition. Your career. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you got to oh, go to LA yeah. or New York. You know. Well, no, we've got some nice studios here. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's true. It's getting better. I mean, you know, we've got, what's his name? Uh, uh, not BB. Uh, Bootsy. Bootsy Collins? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Bootsy, Bootsy Collins is from here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if you know who he is. No. Justin Timberlake yeah. is from here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, so now we get to the music. Mm-hmm. The reason that we asked Jen on to the show. Yes. We've, all, we've done our entries mm-hmm. here. We've come up to the point. I wonder, are you a professionally trained singer, or is this something you've been doing all your life? Uh, no, I started doing it in 2018. So when I moved to L.A., I wasn't planning on doing that. So I stopped working. And then in 2018, I got fired from my job, and I, I asked myself what I want to do with my life, you know? Um, so I start in 2018. Um, I met... Um, with a friend of mine that was writing songs and he helped me like get the process started and explain me how things work and how I can do everything pretty much by myself to, to get started. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, um, yeah, we, we really enjoyed listening to this album. We went off did, the grid. Did you, write, did you write all the songs? Uh, not all of them. Uh, my last one, I, I started writing by myself in 2019 because I didn't know I could do it. And then English is not my first language. So I had like insecurities about like the vocabulary and everything. But then I tried and it wasn't, it wasn't so bad after all. And I told my engineer, I was like, if I say something wrong, if, if the words are wrong, just please tell me, I don't take it personal. I need it to be good. So uh, he helps me a lot with that. Um, telling Pronunciation me, of things. Yeah, telling me, Jen, you can't say that. <laughs> this is not <laughs> proper English. So, you know, I had good people around to, to help me in the process. But yeah, now I write my own, my own songs. Do you play any then, instruments? Uh, I start piano a little bit. Um, it just, it just, I learned how to read music. So it's, it's good. It's just a lot of work compared to yeah. the vocals. So, um, and I mean, but to, when you're writing, do you use the piano to help or? Uh, no, I do no, not. Just, just do it in yeah. your head. Do you write lyrics? So you do write your lyrics, but do you write your own music as well? No, I do not. Um, I research, mm-hmm. uh, instrumentals. Sometime, um, I talk to my engineer. We add something. I talk to my musician. I can, I used to add cello to my songs. So I have, I had a lady that does that to me. Um, yeah. I, I call my guitar player. Can you come to the studio record that? So, um, it's a mix of like beats that I find interesting online and then adding my, my little part on it. Well, you said it was okay to play some of your music. Let's go ahead and introduce people to uh, some of Jen's music. Yeah, "Crush on You" is the single. It's in the title of the album. What do you want to say about that song? 
Well, that song uh, remind me of like the first time you meet someone, right? And it's like I haven't had, I haven't met anyone for a long time, and I was like, oh my god, I wish I had like this type of like feeling of meeting someone for the first time. So uh, it just um, reminding me like the first time I met someone, like I was at the club and it was like all like nice and and the vibe was amazing. And I wanted to show that to people that it can be possible again. I mean, for me and for all the girls out there, I know it's hard these days. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's just a nice feeling to have. Uh, it's the beginning of the stage of like a relationship or dating. And it's just, you know, it's exciting. Yeah. Nice is kind of the word. I, I, my note was a, it's a nice pop song and I like the little guitar riff going through it. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a good uh, single. Mm-hmm. I noticed that in going through the album, like there's like a wide range of topics to your songs, and uh, it can range from like deeply personal songs, um, uh, love songs, um, you know, falling out of love songs. Mm-hmm. But also, uh, there's one track that really struck me, and that was a really politically proactive song. Uh, I thought, I can't breathe. That really drew my attention. It was uh, it was hard for me to watch what happened. I was the angry. Eric Garner incident. Yeah, uh, with with um, George Floyd, I was angry and and hurt, and I don't understand why um, people are so like cruel to others. And then I can breathe is is me putting myself into um, into him and just try to like. Explain what happened and and his pain is not for me. It wasn't me talking. It it, it was through him that I yeah. wanted to express uh, what he felt at that moment, what I thought he felt. So um, it was uh, it was. And it's, and it's what he said. I can't breathe, and he called for his yeah. mother. And the thing is, like for uh, I was I, I had a lot of like people cursing at me on the social media for that um, because. Uh, Probably I'm like a white woman singing for black men, but I, I had to do something about it. People were protesting on the street, so I needed to show my support and be a part of like the fight for like to find peace, you know. And and yeah, yeah. But I wondered about that. I wondered if you did draw any heat for that. But I thought it was a kind of a courageous position, mm-hmm. you know. That the, and the song itself is very well done. That's why mm-hmm. it, it kind of reminded me powerful. Yeah, very powerful. And the images in it, I thought that, you know, I don't know how much you're involved in the creation of the videos and everything, but I thought the way that it was all together was very arranged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. arranged. Yeah, mm-hmm. we video. Uh, I, I always have my friend Eddie with me. He's the one taking care of all the visual aspect of the video. And um, it was, it was, it was a beautiful video. I really like the first time I saw the, the video he sent it to me the first draft and i was like i got emotional i was like crying in the car oh. like this is uh. i didn't know there's a video i only heard the audio ah then you have to watch the video <laughs> yeah it was yeah. it was very well done i was very proud of this video it's one of my favorite it just yeah it has so much yeah, I'll, power I'll check it out after thank you <laughs> No, yeah, it was very uh, yeah. profound, very moving. Yeah, still topical, even <laughs> though you know COVID has uh, dropped a bomb on everything. Mm-hmm. But that's something that we should never lose sight mm-hmm. of. You know, that was yeah. happening at the time. So. Yeah. Now, I I did watch a lot of the videos on YouTube, mm-hmm. and um, I noticed I I don't listen to an album. I listen to the songs. Yeah. So I listen to all the songs that were available on YouTube. And, um, a lot of them were, uh, whose idea was it to put you in the bathtub? Which album was that? Oh, it was all alone. Um, okay. I usually get the IDs and then I talk to okay. him and then we put it together and I told him like, I want this, this. And then he gave me his IDs too. When we get to the, to the location and then we work together, we listen to each other, see what's, what's best and then what we can do yeah. too with the budget and everything. Yeah, the, the filming like of that alone. came off, it came off more, I mean, there was a sexiness to it, of course, because you're just kind of sexy. But, um, 
even without the video, I was gonna. Uh, my note says it's the sexiest song of the bunch. It's um, okay. yeah, it's my favorite of the ballad songs yeah. for sure. Yeah, but also in a lot of those bathtub videos, they were more almost poignant and or romantic. There were, but all of them were fairly romantic as opposed to just straight sex. Yeah, well, I was all ba- there's that. multiple bathtub videos. Is that what you're? There's more than one video with her in the oh, bathtub. Okay. Um, the thing is, I so there's I, a theme. I believe that a woman can be sexy uh, and classy at the same time. Um, and uh, clean. The thing is, like, you can be, you can have nudity, but not showing uh, everything. And I feel like a lot of women forget that um, being sexual, being sensual, it doesn't mean being like trashy. Um, right. And it's a part of like the woman body to be like, I, I think a woman body is, it's amazing and it's beautiful. So yeah. uh, why not, you know, showing it in a, in a way, in a classy way. I would right. Say. You're here. Yeah. I mean, like you look at Crit, Crit, uh, Christina and uh, JLo and Katy Perry. As they've aged, their performance outfits are classier. Yeah. I, I just, I hated the idea that the, the, the highest paid person, the person you're there to see is the one that's practically naked on stage. Why? Because obviously, hopefully she's in charge. So why is she naked? You know? Yeah. Because it brings, it brings a bigger audience, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. And it's something I, I don't, I don't want to be a part of it. I don't want to do, mm-hmm. do it. I want to be right. able to put myself in the mirror at the end of the day. So if, if, if this is what they want, it's fine, but it's not my thing. And it's sad that it brings more people listening to the music because this woman are half naked and it's sad. I feel like it's, it's very yeah. sad. It is. Well, let's, mm-hmm. let's take a break here. And as we go out, we'll play a little bit of I Can't Breathe because it's such a remarkable song. And I'm mm-hmm. happy to be able to sample that one. And then when we come back, we'll talk more with Jen Ash. Pipes ready because I'm getting ready to submit my resume to MTS management because I'm going to be a social influencer, singer, songwriter. I'm going to take the world by storm. And and Pedro promoter. And Pedro promoter, yes. Let's not forget that. Well, just think of all the great artists we've had on the mm-hmm. podcast. We've had yeah. Ludlow Creek, Benita, yes. yes, Rhett Wicker, uh-huh. Stephanie Strange, Ananda, Vina, Shaka. It's a fabulous resource of guests for your podcast if you're like me born with immense talent and don't know what to do with it channel it through mts management that's mts management group and tell michael that yeah uh uh-huh sent you yeah uh uh-huh mts management they'll work for you
So I, I, I struggled to describe what I like about music. And it's like, it, usually I resort to talking about things that, you know, make comparisons. Mm-hmm. So I hear in your voice, I hear uh, like some Joss Stone and, mm-hmm. um, which I think she's a phenomenal singer, you know, little, um, Amy Winehouse, maybe. Uh, yeah, I, I heard a little J-Lo and he kind of scoffed. But I'm like, well, because I think nobody J-Lo's would a, hate to be compared to J-Lo. I think J-Lo's a phenomenal performer, but I don't mm-hmm. think she's the strongest voice. You know, but if I'm, you're, even if you have a better voice, if you do a J-Lo style. Yeah, it's more the style. Like Crush on You, it's more like a 90s J-Lo mm-hmm. kind of song. For sure, but I agree with you. I don't think uh, JLo is. A, it's she's like a machine. She's a beast. Uh, but in terms of vocals, yeah, I think there's there's better soulful voice than her. Even if she and then job, I would only com- unless you were like you know a megastar. I wouldn't compare anyone to Madonna. Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't what? think she's ever going to do Unplugged. Well, she had her day. Mm-hmm. She was yeah. pretty, pretty good at one time. Well, she still does stuff. Yeah. Now, Cher. But her voice oh. is never strong either, really. No. no. Cher, yeah, that's no. a strong voice. I agree. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, but we could go through stars we think are good or not. <laughs> but I like, you know, we like to have eclectic guests. And I think that, you mm-hmm. know, we really haven't had anybody that really covered this kind of era of the nineties and the early two thousands R and B that mm-hmm. type of sound, you know, Whitney mm-hmm. Houston, you know. Yeah. Um people people that Amy, ilk. Whitney, Christina. Yeah, yeah. Got some like little maybe Chardet vibes in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That soulfulness. Right. So we yeah. So uh, you know I, you no, always like, run the risk of bringing up a name that's like, holy crap, I don't sound like that, do I? I mean <laughs> yeah, no. I like I like all the different styles. You had like the funky one that was a uh, space open. That's yeah, mm-hmm. one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And Hollywood had the bouncy piano and the horns. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was one that had a country flavor. Um, I stand without you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, had like a had like a fiddle or a violin. Yeah, that was a cello. That cello, that when huh, I yeah. bring the lady in, and yeah, the was, wrong strings. Yeah, it was great. They're all so different, and I don't want to be... The Latin one, so what? Yeah. I don't want to be stuck in one gender. I, I want to do what's felt good at the moment, you know? Mm-hmm. If there's something I like, I'll I'll do it, you know? It's not... I don't, I don't want to be stuck at all. In a recent interview that I read, you did mention Amy Winehouse is kind of an inspiration. Yeah. I mean, her music is, is somewhat dark. I mean, a lot of her music is dark, like uh, Back to Black and Rehab. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she was just a phenomenal talent. And as you said, gone too soon, you know. Yeah. You write what you know. Yeah. The thing with right. Amy was, and I think what's missing today is when you listen, when, I mean, back in the days we were listening to the radio and when a song came up, we knew right away it was her. Mm-hmm. They don't need to tell us who was singing. Her voice was so unique that um, we knew it was her. We knew it was Whitney. We we knew all the singers. Like now, I feel like we don't know who's who. Everybody's doing the same thing, so it's hard to like you know to be unique today because everybody's kind of the same. And I miss that about her. I miss that about Whitney. I miss that about like Mariah Carey. We all know like those voices are unique. Okay. We know Auto Tune was kind of the the end of the unique voice. It seems. Yeah. Like. Uh, <laughs> Because people tell you to do what other people do. And they told me my music was dated. They told me um, I have to pick a genre. They told me, well, I can't do this. I can do this. And and I didn't listen. I, I don't want to be like everybody else. I don't want to sound like everybody else. This is not. And it might take more time for me to get to my goal. But um, I don't mind. You know, I stay true to myself. Do you have a live band that you play with anywhere? Yes. Uh, I've been playing a lot before COVID, but then, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just a venue in LA are hard to work with because they usually ask you to pay to play. Um, so most of the time you 
you bring you people and they don't make an effort promoting for you in, on the other hand. So they're not mean, meeting you halfway. Yeah. And and so now I'm very picky where I play and with who I'm, I'm going to deal with because I don't think it's fair for everybody that is trying to create. And the band has to be taken care of too. Then they have yeah. bills to pay as well. And most of the time they don't care. They just, you know, so... I want to be respectful to the band, to everybody. And every, if everybody make money, everybody's happy, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. yeah. We were watching, uh, in that same article we read, uh, you mentioned something about an artist we didn't know, PJ Morton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I discovered him during COVID. He's like, he has this piano he plays, and then he tells those stories in his song uh, that is like, that come from like a real life experience. Uh, and I think he's very talented and, and his lyrics are very interesting and very like uh, vulnerable. He just tell his story the way it is. And he's, he, he did that. He did his album in new Orleans and I've been to new Orleans and it's the, the city is amazing. It has so much soul and music there. So. And they speak French. And no, they don't. I've been to speak French. <laughs> I was surprised. You don't, not even in the French Quarter? No. Uh, I'm sorry. Don't it's don't Have you been able to, uh, uh okay, now as far as uh, Mr. Horton goes, uh one of the songs Morton, Morton sorry. Yeah. Uh one of the songs was How Deep Is Your Love, yeah. previously made famous by the Bee Gees. Yeah. So, yeah, um uh, Andy Gibb or yeah. I see good things in both versions. I like Mr. Morton's arrangement, but mm-hmm. I also enjoy the more disco-y Bee Gees version. What do you yeah, think? I like both. I like the version he does with Yeba because mm-hmm. I, I like her a lot. Uh, and I think both uh, him and her did a great job um, about the song. Mm-hmm. But it's hard, you know, like it was such a, a a big, big song back in the day. So it's just, it's hard right. to do better than, than what the beaches did. It's right. different. He seems to have quite a few duets. If, um, if he were, would you reach out to him or if he were to reach out to you, would that be like, yes. Oh yeah, totally. I'm like anytime <laughs> I'm playing to New York, wherever you are. Yeah. There you go. There's an open invitation to PJ yeah. Morton. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not Horton, Morton. Yeah. Um, now, have you ever gotten to uh, French Canada? Well, my aunt lived in Montreal. Um, uh-huh. So I've been to Montreal a few times. It's mm-hmm. way cold for me, but uh, people are so nice there. Uh, and they've, They've like Celine Dion come from Canada. A lot of like great French singer came from Canada. So mm-hmm. they have great artists there. Well, that's kind of why I mentioned it because you did mention that Celine is like one of your favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Just like she's such an example for every woman who's, you know, in the industry. And she, she's just like. She speaks French. Yeah, she speaks <laughs> French. She's singing English and French. She does everything, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still having a residence in Vegas? Or is Vegas. That over? Yeah. As I know. Yeah. We, when we mm-hmm. missed her when we were there. but um, mm-hmm. We didn't really go to any shows that weren't free. That's true. And she <laughs> wasn't down to, on the. Uh, you went to your. You went to that magic we show. Much, you, saw the, yeah. you saw the Rat oh, Pack yeah. That's true. Yeah. We saw the Rat Pack experience at the Tuscany. Um, and then we uh, we went to a magic show. And I can't remember which hotel that was. Listen, Her name was Jen too. This is all a year old. We're going to have to do another vacation. Yeah, actually. Yeah, but come on yeah she went on. Yeah, the rain again. Yeah. Yeah. It rained when they came. Yeah. Well, Celine didn't do Fremont Street, so that's where we were. No, Celine uh, tickets were so expensive, but mm-hmm. you know she she's she's one of the best, so I get it. It's a yeah, it's like a bucket list thing for a lot of people. I'm sure it's like oh, you know, before mm-hmm. I die. I got to go see Celine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So the the song that Lisa really loved and I came to love. Is Into You. Yeah. That yeah. one really, you know, and we talked made about, me want to. Talked about tango earlier. I was like, mm-hmm. well, this is a tango right here. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's more of salsa. I, but. I like the, the juxtaposition of uh, 
Into You, and then the next song was I'm Over You. Yeah. <laughs> well, you go through phases, you know, as a woman, right. can, you know. <laughs> well, Into You was uh, the first one uh, that um, my friend wrote for me, and then we had a talk because he never, like, write for a woman before. So it was like, okay. I was trying to explain him because I always see visual. So for me, it was like, I'm in France and we used to go to salsa bars a lot. So I was, I was in the salsa bar and then I see someone I like, and it was like all the seductive game. So I was trying to explain him so he can put it into words. And yeah, Latino music is, is part of like the culture in France too, because there's so many like, salsa bars and that we used to go and yeah it's a part of who i am so i wanted to do a little latino song yeah i mean i would go to a salsa bar just so i can wear the outfit yes exciting you put on latin you know you do a little bit of latin in your hair you do a little bit of latin in your makeup you throw on the uh flirty skirt yeah you say salsa bar it's making me think of a restaurant i'm getting hungry now <laughs> What's your chips and your salsa? Right. Your- <laughs> right, we have we have salsa verde. We have this salsa. Yeah, that's. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, I love the melody. You know, mm-hmm. it's infectious. You know, yeah, really, yeah. It, it makes you know, sure. trying to find other words for earworms because I've I've worn those mm-hmm. out. But this yeah. that song's going on in my mind. You know, at work when I'm like, hmm, okay, we're gonna be talking now, about this. Has it replaced Weird Al? For a day. Oh, cool. Yeah. We went to a Weird Al concert and he heard uh, uh, Frank's 2000 inch TV yeah. for the first time. And it's he's been singing it ever since. And that was August. I was like, Weird Al, I'm going to kill you. He almost got it out of his head. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, now it's back again. But Give it now, another listen. We'll just play some more of Jen's music. Yeah. Well, into you, I, mm-hmm. I, let me compliment you on your English because what I love about it is the way. As Aaron used to put it back in the day, you put the emphasis on the wrong syllable, but it's perfectly done. It's beautiful. To match the melody of the the Mm -hmm. music. Yeah. The cadence of your, of the, of, you know, the lyrics and everything like that Mm -hmm. is cleverly done. And so. uh, And then that's something I wanted to say earlier. Uh, Do not let music people tell you that you can't use that because it's not proper English, because if that was true, I would say probably 80% of the oh. songs out there would not have the words they do, so to speak. Right. You totally I right. mean, True listen enough. to four heavy metal songs and you'll be like, yeah, that's not a problem. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. I agree. So let's mm-hmm. go ahead and play a little bit of that. Give mm-hmm. people a little bit of the salsa energy. Yeah. just 
what's going on in your head makes you want to. I sometimes dance to my book on tape. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to move. <laughs> oh, what I meant. has a salsa vibe to it too, right? Which one? Is that, is that the one? Is it called So What? Yeah, So What is a little like that too. I mm. agree. Oh, cool. I'll find that. So that's a double. Yeah, you got to play Put those back together. Back. Yeah, and your mix. You, you were saying what when you met me? Oh, when I met you, Lisa was like an amazing dancer. Mm. We met at work. I could also still do cartwheels. Well, she, you know, <laughs> we met at work, and she'd come in mm. to my area, and she just, you know, just like do pirouettes. Mm. And I'm dancing you know, with the rose and all this shit. <laughs> oh, please. Okay, she's <laughs> full of it. But, um, yeah, she was amazing. Amazing dancer. One thing I did do, I didn't enjoy bending yeah. over to get charts from the bottom three shelves. Oh, yeah, you could do the So oh, I would shit. sit on the floor and do the splits between the shelving units. Yeah. Yeah. It was Because we, we did records. And it was this big records room, and the shelves were like, I guess, this far apart. And I would do the splits, go down one aisle, do the bottom three shelves, turn around and go back the aisle <laughs> without standing up. So, yeah. um, so let's see. Man, we've covered a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't think- and there's so much more right. to know about Jen. Right. Just, yeah, is there mm-hmm. anything? Let's talk about your upcoming projects what's coming up next um so i have a few songs uh under construction uh we'll say that like that and there's one actually is very like it makes me think of the movie sin, sin city it's more like an amy winehouse cool. heavy dark song so uh when this one is out i'm gonna try to submit it to like movies and and TV shows is trying to like get the music out there. Um, Good luck. Yeah. yeah, thank you. We'll start like, you know, creating more and more. Uh, is there a Sin City TV series out there? There should be. So I don't know. I have to check it out. Um, my Hello. dream. I could also try anime, you know? Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find a way to get to Disney music because it's one of my. Um, big thing i love disney i think their music is amazing so i'm just trying to like find a way to get to them and and try to like offer my my voice to them for any project but it's like i don't know how and <laughs> but i'll figure it out i guess you know i know we know someone who works for disney yeah if you find it if you find a job i can give you a recommendation yeah <laughs> It's just, I don't know how to, like, they do voiceover and everything is for the park, but this is not what I want to do. I don't want to be in the park. So um, it's yeah, more. You, but would you, how would you feel about, like, recording, you know, French versions of, you know, dubbing oh. movies and stuff? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, I have to. Use there could be practice. a way to get into all of it. They, they do a lot of that. We were, we, I don't know how much Phil might have to cut this out because I don't know how much of it I'm allowed to talk about, but they were showing us some. Like on Marvel, it was um, WandaVision before it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, they were having people dub it and they could only, they, they would black out everything except their mouth. Oh. <laughs> it was, and so they had to get kind of good at, you know, knowing how, you know, yeah. following just the lips and yeah. and it's going tough. along yeah. with the script. So it's it's tricky. Yeah. Well, my last show, I mixed... Um, the Elton John song, uh, Can You Feel the Love Tonight? So I started in English and I I end up switching in French right after. And everybody uh, was like, oh, what? Uh, you probably loved it, yeah. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It, it's just mm-hmm. like, I really enjoy the composition of their music. It's just, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we had uh, an artist. Her name is Hanita, another one of Michael's artists. And she did... She she's kind of of the same mind as you. She loves those Disney movies. Mm-hmm. She did cover a cover of um, Into the Unknown. Yeah, Into the Unknown. Yeah, that's yes. not Disney, though, right? No. <laughs> you're well, good. You're clear. We'll cut mm-hmm. that out too. Then we, we won't send their lawyers <laughs> after you. He's just mentioning the name of the song, not singing half of it. Yeah. <laughs> that's good to be the editor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, believe me, if he sang half of it, you wouldn't recognize it. 
Yeah. <laughs> and if I sang half of it, you'd turn off your sound. Well, she's kind of a wonder kid. She's like mm-hmm. 16 or something. Right. Yeah. No, she was 17, almost 18. Yeah. Yeah. But now that you're mm-hmm. out there in Hollywood, do you have any aspirations to be... On the stage, acting. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're obviously photogenic. You, uh, you did mention Notre Dame talents, de Paris. You know. Yeah. Um, as a, something that you would enjoy doing? Well, I started acting class in January because I wanted to be more comfortable on stage for my music. Mm-hmm. But then I started enjoying it. And so now I'm like, yeah, I'm considering acting for sure. And I feel like I'm acting anyways during my music videos. So, um, I mean, it's more personal, so it's different. I'm not playing a character. It's, it's me, but it's something, yeah, I would love to, it it looks fun and it's amazing. It's great for my soul. It's, it's very creative and I really enjoy it. Yeah. Cool. I wouldn't mind. (laughs) Have you, uh, have you considered doing like improv? Uh, no, no, I don't. Why not? Well, you know, like the or why? French humor <laughs> is... It's good training for comedy and you learn timing and you learn um, to say yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a side of acting, if you will. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it felt like it makes you comfortable with the uncomfortable, the improv. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably nothing would be more terrifying than standing up in front of an audience and Expecting to make them laugh and improv. Yeah. Like I remember my first show, it was like I was freaking out. I was at the whiskey at Go Go and then the stage is downstairs and Your I first up. show was at the whiskey? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, it was cool. And then it's I so tiny compared to what you would expect, I think. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So this the stage is downstairs and I come up from upstairs and everybody's ready. I see the crowd and I was like, I just want to go home. <laughs> I was so scared. Uh, but then I went through it and, uh, you know, it's like the first 30 seconds, like you're just stressed. And, mm-hmm. um, and it happens every single time, like no matter what, no, no matter how often you do it, it it's always there. Right. Who is it who famously has stage fright to this day? Like after thirty years in the oh, there's a number of them. Yeah. One I always mention is Kate Bush. Mm-hmm. Although people will argue, argue with me on that. Mm-hmm. I know the that guy from, right. the guy from XTC, right? His name Andy Partridge oh. yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, if, if you don't stress about it, I don't know. Like for me, the stress mean like I want I want it to be good. I want people to enjoy mm-hmm. it. So it's a part of me caring about like the show so for me like people that don't stress it means like they're just like oh whatever you know yeah. So yeah. Oh. Uh, robin williams yeah he said that he almost always had moments of like ah yeah. mm-hmm. how can i do this can i do this and then once he was on stage it was like zoom and the smaller rooms are the worst because you see, you actually see people faces like mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like the bigger room, like you just see a crowd and it's easier. But when you actually people see people faces and their expression and it's it's harder, you know. Yeah, it's, I think David Byrne said he's uh, more comfortable playing in front of strangers than in front of his friends. Too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> Not having ever done that, I, I, mm-hmm. you can just imagine, you know. But I think mm-hmm. that if if you didn't have uh, anxiety about it, if you weren't nervous about it. It, and it would probably show in your performance. Maybe you wouldn't be on point. Or you maybe know, it would show as if you didn't really or, care. Yeah, lack of effort. Yeah. Maybe. You know, right. They say when you have a car accident, you're less than five miles from your home, like eighty percent of the time, because mm-hmm. you let down your guard. You don't you don't drive the way that you would when mm-hmm. you're out somewhere where you're hyper aware of your surroundings. You know. Yeah. But which is ridiculous because within two miles of our house, there's a bunch of drunks. Probably just a little just adrenaline a bunch rush, of right? Huh? Probably just a little adrenaline rush that causes that feeling right before yeah. Yeah. going yeah. on stage. Yeah. So yeah. Some mm-hmm. chemicals in your body. <laughs> yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I get a little bit of it. Back off, the- chemicals. I'm going out there. I'm going to kick some ass. I'm going to go out there and kick some ass. Do you, ever, yeah. do you ever have it when we're about to do a podcast, Aaron? I mean, it's like, do you ever think, oh, my God, I hope this isn't the one where somebody comes on and just tears yeah. into us or, you know, 
Ruby. <laughs> you know? uh, every yeah. time we ask a question, they're like, not, "Yeah, no, oh, really, we're not live. no, we're not live. We don't have to upload every." <laughs> That's true. No, we don't. But you know, I like chatting. Sometimes I chat too yeah. much, so you know. No, tell me. Philip usually has a little bit of anxiety for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm always like, how's my hair look? I wasn't able to do my makeup because I couldn't find my mirror. So you uh, know, I just, I just roll in at the last minute when they've got everything set up. Yeah. Well, you're yeah. <laughs> That's true. He is also our fact checker. Right. Often enough, yeah. If there's a fact to check, Aaron can fa- can find it. Nice. He should be in one of those competitions <laughs> where you you know they try to the Google user the fastest way to find a you know do mm-hmm. a Google search. Aaron's probably. Yeah, because he's definitely faster than me. And I'm the fastest person that I know. (laughs) Well, you probably shouldn't take uh, Mm -hmm. advantage of Jen's generosity here Mm -hmm. and start winding it down. Okay. So, Aaron, do you have any? Oh, go ahead. Um, I think, uh, what's the web? There's there's a site that's like DisneyCareers.com or something like that. I'll send you a link and a a little thing that you can use for for a reference. Oh, thank you. That's my idea. Yeah. Um, I think I have your email. Bill's got it, if not. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. obsessed with Christina Aguilera's song, Reflection from Mulan. I thought it was uh, <laughs> amazing. I was like, I want to do the same thing. <laughs> do it. Yeah. So that's the goal. Yeah. When they, and when they have a French yeah. Disney princess, you'll have to be in on that. Too. Yeah. I love that song, Candyman, that Aguilera does. She's, you ever see that? Yeah. She's insane. She's just, yeah. Oh, love her. Yeah. 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 Um, is is okay. Belle a French yeah. Disney princess? It was pointed out to me by my son. No. But, yeah. <laughs> Belle's yeah. a French Disney princess. Yeah. Is she? Yeah, she's fun. Okay. I like her because she's a brunette and she reads a book while she walks. Yes. <laughs> which is something that I do. Yeah. That's How's that for fact checking? I didn't even lift a key. I didn't even tap a key. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sons can be. Um. Uh, uh. What is it? Helpful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. They're um. Out. Yeah. I didn't realize Belle was French, specifically French. I thought she was yeah, more like a New all... Orleans thing. Uh, that's uh. That's oh. Princess and the Frog. Yeah. Well, yeah. But I thought Belle was too. I don't know why. Um. So Jen, um, is there anything we did not ask you about that you would have liked us to? Um. No, is there anything you want to know? Mm. Anything? Yeah, you, uh, what What would you like to promote, like social media wise or website wise? Anything? Uh, yeah, social media. Uh, I'm like, sometimes I'm too busy to post, so I'm like, what? People are like, I have so much time. I wish I can post more. You know, yeah. it's just like <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's it's another. Where, you know, where can where can people find you? So, Find a slightly bored friend to do your social media. <laughs> and then when you get big, hire them as your assistant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, where can they find you and find your music? Um, you can find my music on uh, all the platforms, Spotify, Apple Music. YouTube is the best because you can see the video as well. Um, you just type my name, Jen Ash. Uh, my website is jenashmusic.com. And Instagram and Twitter is jenashmusic. It's super easy. There so, you go, yeah. Jen Ash Music everywhere. Yeah, that's what that's. I made Philip make Yaha the same. It's Yaha Pod on everything. Right. I made him do it. And I did <laughs> it. I did it. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for thanks for joining us, Jen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna be looking forward to that Sin City thing. That's gonna be awesome. Mm-hmm. We'll be we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll be following, and uh, maybe we'll yeah. reach out again to you in the future. But yeah. Let's go ahead and close it out with mm-hmm. uh, a little bit of Hollywood which we really liked from mm-hmm. this album. Yeah, All right, Jen, have a good evening. Thank you. You too. Bye. All right. Bye. Let me tell you what you've done to me. Gonna make me stronger. Something, something good.
We have social. Twitter. Yeah, uh-huh, pod. Instagram. Yeah, uh-huh, pod. Facebook. Yeah, uh-huh, pod. Website. www.yeah-uh-huh.com. So let us know. Hit us back. Have a great week. Hey.